good to be back with you guys. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good day. I'm Henrik. This is Red Ice TV. In case you're new, check out our website, redice.tv, and of course, redicemembers.com uh, for more. You know, we covered the Dahmer stuff a while back. You guys might have seen the segment that we did on that. It was kind of Really, if you think about it, it was about the, um, the, the kind of the identity really around the killer, right? Netflix had initially put Dahmer in with, uh, they put an LGBTQ tag on the show. And uh, that was that didn't go down too well. They wanted Dahmer just to be a white guy. Now it's like, well, what does it matter that he's gay kind of thing, right? And consequently, uh, in the wake of that, and actually in the segment we did, we showed a, a book called Rise of the Black Serial Killer as, a, as an example of how the media constantly skews this, right? And it's very one-sided. Every time there's a serial killer TV show or movie or something like that, it's, I, I, I dare to say, 95% of the time. I could be wrong on that, but it's, it's, it's a white guy. And if if he does have any other kind of identity, then that's usually kind of pushed to the side. So anyway, we're uh, we're fortunate enough to have the author of that book with us today, Justin Cottrell, uh, who joins us to uh, discuss the book and, and talk, actually do a deep dive into this uh, topic. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Good to have you here. No, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. You bet, you bet. So yeah, as I said, we we showed that book uh, like a couple of weeks ago now, I think it was. Uh, mm -hmm. Rise of the Black Serial Killer, documenting a startling trend. It's back from uh, 2012 first release. It actually is a 10-year anniversary here uh, this year, which is it's good timing. Um, and of course, we can talk about some of the modern stuff later, or like some recent you know TV shows and some recent events even that actually have happened. We just had one in uh, California now, another serial killer. Mm -hmm. And in some cases... When they're not white, the media don't tend to spend too much time on it. But before we dive deep into that, tell us why you wanted to uh, write, write the book, uh, Justin. Well, I was uh, on Facebook. Um, gosh, it's been, I think, 2007 or so when I got on Facebook. And I was in some, you know, Facebook was kind of the Wild West. And you could get away with a lot of stuff and say what you wanted without going to Facebook jail. And I got into a debate with a gal who was a black gal from the South. She was actually a Southern nationalist of all things. And she admitted that blacks, they kind of, they hold the, uh, the record, you know, should I say, um, for violent murders uh, in the U.S. every year. And she said, but they're not serial killers. And I said, well, there's black serial killers. And so I looked up a few names and put it in there. And there were other people debating in this group too. And, and I found, I think 30 and she goes, yeah, but there's hundreds of white serial killers. And I said, well, there's gotta be more than 30. So I started looking and I found what I could. And I went and uh, checked out books at the library, ordered books online. And I got the number up to about a hundred and, uh, you know, came back to her and she goes, okay, you're getting there, but still they're not the majority. They're, they're still just a minority compared to white serial killers. And the more and more I dove into it, the more I found. And um, I found a database from Radford University out of Virginia. And I think they had 430 at the time, which was the biggest. They have the biggest database next to the FBI on serial killers. And I thought, wow, here we go. We're finally on to something. So I went and painstakingly looked up every single one of those and uh, fact checked them, I guess you could say. And then when I was in the process, I kept finding new ones. I thought, man, am I just going crazy here? How did these professional criminologists and um, psychologists miss all this? You know, how did the FBI miss this? How, how is this guy that, you know, I'm a carpenter by trade. I build homes. How, how am I finding this? And so that's kind of where it took off from there. And by the time I had the book published, that gal, whatever her name was, wasn't even on Facebook anymore that I could find. And so, uh, she's kind of a uh, nameless person. I, I don't even know her name. So 
<laughs> she was the one that dared me to find it. And so she got me started and it was about a five year journey nice. before I started, uh, you know, before I published the book. So. All right. Well, good. Did you give her a credit uh, in the book? <laughs> I, I actually did. I just don't, I wish I could remember her name. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of, you know, remember uh, an avatar picture of her. And, and of course, you know, knowing the way Facebook works and the feds work, there's no telling if she was really a real person. So <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. All right. So, good, good stuff. So, so what is that down to? Let, let's, I guess, begin there. I mean, trends. I mean, the FBI, we show statistics sometimes on this show, right? To the overrepresentation mm -hmm. of, of certain racial groups when it comes to violence and violent crime and things like that. Mm -hmm. But in this genre of crime, if that's the right word for it, uh, it, it seems to be at least in people's minds, uh, just as you say, like the, the girl you talked with, her, her mindset was like, no, it's just it's basically just whites doing these kinds of things. What does that perception come from, do you think? Well, I think you know, I'm going to click over to and make a uh, I've got all sorts of notes here. Sure. Yeah. But um, it, it comes mostly from the media and um, the lacks of reporting. And the thing you got to remember, too, the term serial killer itself is actually a very modern term. I mean, it's less than uh, 50 years old, the term. Mm -hmm. And so before that in the media, um, I've been able to query a lot of um, archive newspapers and newspapers and magazines that aren't even in print anymore. And what I found is they call them slayers. They call them killers. They call them um, um, even creepers. Sometimes you're like, oh, you think of a creeper as someone peeping in a window, but they would call sometimes a murderer that. And so it just kind of depended upon the era that they were reporting. But um so the serial murder, you know, the, the term didn't come about until the late 60s, early 70s. And even then, because of the civil rights movement, the media never would touch it. Um, you know, uh, but as far as, you know, movies, I did an exhaustive search, you know, and this is a 2012 statistic. And I did update this in 2018, but I found that there was right around 500 movies. I think it's like 505 that cover serial killers. And there's only five that cover black serial killers. There's two yes. on the Bellway wow, Snipers, okay. which were a kind of a biopic. There's two, the Candyman series, if you remember that. And there's one called Switchback with Danny Glover, where he's a serial killer. And outside that, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And so, um, and it's so bad that even, um, I think I have it somewhere in my notes, but there was a serial killer in um, Arizona. Um, gosh, I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry. I've, I've lost it. But oh, anyways, no yeah. They did a movie about him, and they actually showed a white guy as the killer in the movie. But in real life, <laughs> he killed eight people in Phoenix, Arizona, the baseline killer. That's that's what he went by. Okay. And the name of the movie is The Baseline Killer. So you have things like that. And people see this, and they're like, wow, there's that deranged white guy there. Look, he killed all those. Um, no, in real life, he was a black guy. <laughs> Did uh, did anybody happen to complain over cultural appropriation of that particular role? I, I assume not. That in that case, oh, they're no. like they're ha <laughs> they're happy to take that that one, right? I mean, you you know, we've seen so many shows and movies recently. You know, the mm -hmm. the Mermaid and Pinocchio, and like all these white characters are being replaced. Uh, in this case, if you actually put a white guy in there, most of the people seems to be fine with. It. And and again, obviously for obvious reasons, it's that disassociation that people wants to do. Like, yeah. no, 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 it's only it's only whites that are. I mean. For, in some way, it's down to like people's perception. Maybe that well, are white people more uh, clever? I, I I think that the Dahmer, the people that did reviews on the Dahmer show, they were they were driving a line like Salon or some other you know online papers and stuff. Mm -hmm. They're writing about this, and they kind of drove the line that no, you see, he could 
uh, let me see. They try to basically say that it was because of racism, right? America is a racist yep. country, and so so he he could just fit in. He could hide among the police essentially, and they trusted him as opposed to uh, you know minorities, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but of course, as we know, that that that's not uh, the case then. So there are so many out there that we've never ever even heard about, and media is just basically not making these turning these into major stories. I get guess right. Exactly. And that's what I found. Um, you know, since my book came out, even though it's not, you know, I, it, it, it doesn't support me by any means. Um, it's just because uh, book writing is a tough, it's, it's, it's more of a, you know, a hobby. Yeah. But at the same time, what I found is I've, you know, had people email me occasionally or will call me and say, hey, we heard your book quoted on national media, but they didn't give you credit. You know, they're, they're like, we'll read a line out of there. But <laughs> but I've noticed that there's more like the guy that was a Sunday morning caught in Stockton, California. There's more of that where they actually label him a serial killer. Um, because before that, they wouldn't even label him a serial killer. They would just, they might say, there's a hunt for a serial killer and not, or they would say one was caught and they wouldn't show any picture. So you had no yeah. way of knowing yeah. the, the general you know, public of, well, what's his race? And then not only that, they put it on the back page where nobody looks, yeah. you know, in the newspaper. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but, but even outside that I've got, here's a story. Um, this is one that I discovered um, out of uh, Denver, Colorado, Vincent Daryl Grove. He killed at least 14 women and maybe as high as 18, according to him, him, they just didn't find four of the bodies. But they were some unbelievable murders as far as brutality. He had overkill. He did uh, mutilated corpses and things like that. But outside of Denver, nobody carried the story when it came out. And it was uh, the early 2000s. Denver itself had a 250-word article that was on the third page of the Denver Times and with no picture, racial description. And so... Even people inside Denver had no idea this guy, who he was, what he looked like or anything. And so, um, and there's a lot more than that. I mean, I've got, you know, through my book, I talk about how many uh, times this happens where, you know, you even have serial killers in the same town where you have a white guy that's highlighted and then a black guy that gets no attention whatsoever. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that that is crazy. It's obviously dishonest. And I, you know, I think that's true for many other crime stories as well. I mean, we cover this in both in America, but even yeah. in Europe when it happens, we just had a uh, a murder of a young girl in France. I don't know if you've even caught some of yeah. that. This kind of recent Lola was her name and stuff like that too. And immediately the, the media don't really cover. It turned out later, of course, it was like, oh, the four people were from Algeria. But they, you know, usually what's the case is, is that if you don't hear a description or in some case even a name, you assume that, you know, at least we've left to assume that like, okay, then it's probably not a white person, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And what I've noticed too, I noticed this years ago, I was, grew up in Oklahoma city. And so I was three hours South of uh, Wichita, Kansas. And, um, when the BTK, um, stalker and murderer, you know, was caught, and I think it was around 2005 ish. Don't quote me on that 2003, but when they caught him, uh, it made our news for probably three months, every night on the nightly news, they would talk about the BTK, uh, BT, K Strangler and you know his name's Dennis Rader and all of his victims and you'd see his photo you'd see videos of him in court you'd see all these people protesting um you know the the families of the victims and so forth and so but at the same time there were black serial killers in Wichita Kansas that did just as bad of crimes more victims than him and guess what I never heard about them in Oklahoma City. I had no idea right. they existed until I started looking for them and found them just buried in in 
And honestly, you know, because, you know, I have to support my family and, um, you know, make a living. And so I can't devote myself to this full time. I've often thought if I could just spend two years solid doing this, how many more would I uncover that I've missed? Right. So you're saying there isn't like a... Well, haven't there been back and forth on that when it comes to the racial profile of like the databases that do exist and stuff? I mean, in some countries, they now actually done away with it altogether. Uh, you know, in Sweden, they did away with it, for example. But it, it, that's still that's still measured like in the U.S. though, right? They still list all that, right? Yeah, well, it is. Um, unfortunately, you know, white, they have basically uh, the FBI keeps black and white category. And so black is obvious black, but white is everything else. Oh, yeah. And so uh, like if Hispanic, Hispanic, white. If Indian, yeah. 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 But the other thing, too, is they don't have a name. They just tell you a town, a county, and um, a state in the year. They don't tell you, you know, and they might tell you, you know, shooting victims, stabbing victims, you know, strangulation. But you have no way of knowing the, the names. And so that's what I'm getting at is it's an exhaustive thing to um, dig in and Go find through. the names exactly. and find the crimes. Yep, exactly. So. Uh, you you kind of brushed on this a little bit, but uh, definition, I guess, as you said, an of a serial killer, what that actually is, because of course we have mass shooters, right, or mass shootings, mm -hmm. and I would assume it's just as simple as because of the fact that it happens like in the one that one time slot, if you will, the one instance a yeah. person shoots as many as possible. But then, what's the definition? Like, oh, if it goes what a day after, and then they kill another and another or something, then all of a sudden it becomes a serial killer as opposed to just a a killer or, or a mass uh, shooting or mass murder, maybe. Well. And that's something that's actually debated. When um, they first came out with the term serial killer, it was three or more murders committed over a, span, a 30 day span or more. Okay. Yeah. That, and so that's what the definition was. They've since lowered it to two because some of the most famous serial killers, like Ed Gein, for instance, um, he was back in the 50s and he was actually the inspiration for like um, Norman Bates and for uh, Buffalo Bill out of uh, Silence of the Lambs. He only killed two women. And so they, they lowered it down to two in 30 days, but there are instances if it's a few weeks or maybe even two weeks and they're not, they can show that it's not a crime spree because the thing that you have is sometimes you have a guy that he, he pops off two or three people and then two or three days later, you know, he's still laced out on drugs or maybe it's a psychological breakdown of some sort and he goes, kills a few more. That's a crime spree. And so they're trying to say that, you know, it's still the 30 day span, but occasionally in the research you'll find, you know, guys that study this saying, okay, a week apart on the murders, you know, we killed eight people. It wasn't really a spree. It was a serial murder. Ah, uh, yeah, gotcha. So, and so it's a little ambiguous, but it's a, there's a little gray area is what I'm getting, a little fuzzy. Right, exactly. Yeah, but no, that, that kind of puts us in the category of what we're looking at here. So you go back to, I think you said in the book, the, uh, from the 1860s uh, to present. Yes. So that's a, long, that's a long time span right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was about the earliest newspapers I could find. I mean, there are earlier in America, but it, you know, online that was about the limit was 1860. And that was some of the New York Times and there was uh, defunct newspapers out of the Northeast. And so, but they didn't really report on that much. Um, you know, there was occasionally I'd find stuff, but most of it was in the 1870s and 1880s. There was quite a bit more, you know, yeah. kind of the Wild West days. Would you say generally that there's this is an upward trend? It's it's more and more and more. It's on the rise as the oh, time yeah. implies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I covered that in my book. Um, it's actually pretty inter interesting. I showed decade by decade from 1860 um, up until present times, and you see the trend in both white and black, it gradually increases until the 1960s. 
in the 1960s, there was a lot going on. Not only did we have the civil rate, you know, civil rights stuff going on, but we also had the interstate system in America coming into fruition. And so that allowed people to travel very freely instead of taking, you know, 10 hours on, you know, uh, state highways and country roads. Now they could cover the same distance in a few hours. So a guy could come and kill somebody and truck it, you know, uh, somewhere else. And um, he was out of, out of Dodge. And so, but you had a lot more than that too. You had, um, you know, the, the peace, love, you know, uh, agenda going on. And so people, you know, were having this mentality about we can do what we want, live how we want, do what we want. And so you had all those things happening. And so the 1960s, both races skyrocketed. But something that was interesting is up until 1960, um, you have whites outnumber the blacks and serial killers, but still were less than their population percentile. So let's say, for instance, whites were 78% of the population. They still only represented maybe 55 or 60% of serial murders. And blacks were overrepresented. But in the 1970s, from 1970 to present day, the scales have been overturned um, to the point that I think it was in the 2000s, I think we had like 40 um, or 50 uh, white serial killers that surfaced, but we had, I think, close to two, 150, maybe it's 160 black serial killers. So wow. you have this disparity, you know, it, it's kind of a, and I show that in my book, you see these, I'm going to use my hands, but you see them, you know, trending like this together. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they cross and yeah. they just leave each other to the point that it's almost as if white serial killing had reached its uh, peak in 1960s. And it's kind of waning out. It's not to say really? that they don't still exist or can exist, but compared to the blacks, they're still just climbing. It's unreal. Every decade is getting worse and worse. And of course, if you adjust for uh, population, because they're only 12, mm-hmm. uh, 13% of the population, uh, that's a huge difference. It's actually a huge difference. Oh, it's, it's wild. Exactly. And, you know, and there's so many ways you can look at that too. You can look at the uh, percentages and then you can look at also, um, um, how many times more than their population. I think I've got a stat somewhere. I don't think I wrote it down in my notes, but I think right now, if you averaged out from 1860 to present, um, that blacks are overrepresented 5.82 times compared to the population of serial murders. Wow. I mean, think about that. If whites in some violent crime area were almost six times their population represent represented it would be in every media there is. Oh, yeah. We would have it drilled into our heads. Stop this. Stop this. Let's fix it. But you never hear anything about it. No, it, it, they're just flat out like avoiding it, denying it. And they're just mm. saying, no, the, I mean, and this was the thing I wanted to bring up anyway, but it's like all these agencies now in the U.S. is being weaponized, whether it's the Department of Homeland Security or the Department of Justice or, or obviously the FBI and things like that. And they're more concerned with, you know, so-called white supremacy and white nationalism. And I mean, a while back, we had that headline of uh, the Department of Homeland Security that's starting to recognize what, you know, white, white nationalism as a, as a major terror threat. And that they're saying that they're going to give as much money to this issue as they did with dealing with, you know, like ISIS and Al Qaeda and things like that, which is insane. And then you have areas such as you've just highlighted here and that you're going to detail about in your book. And you realize, like, that there's not even a discussion about that. This should be like front and center. How do we, mm-hmm. as you said, if this if this was white represented like this, it would be like this is a huge problem. Like something has to yeah. be done. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing that I talk about in the book. And then it's not just that I'll give a statistic I've got here to show how bad it is right now up to present. I've been able to find 855 white serial killers in the U S from 1860 to, to this very day. doesn't mean there's not some that I haven't, that I've missed or that there's some that aren't discovered yet. But right now we just passed the 1000 mark. I'm, I'm working on the third edition right now to be released sometime this uh, fall or winter. And for black sword killers, we passed a thousand. And think about that: twelve point seven or eight percent of the population is responsible for over half the serial killer murders hmm. since eighteen sixty. And it's worse than that. If you think about it, it's not the entire. Let's let's use a, a round number: thirteen percent. The blacks represent the U.S. Half of that is female. Well, so that you're left with six point five percent. Well, you can half that again because most of these murders are from guys that are 18 to 35. Right. Yes. So you have 3.2% roughly of the population killing over half the serial murders. Wow. Yes. Every, you know, every year. You think Oof. about that. It's just wild Man. to think such a small demographic yeah. part of a population is this violent. Yeah. And I think on some level, you'll have the usual suspects and leftists and all this stuff. They always try to justify it or, you know, blah, mm -hmm. well, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's because of this or some, you, you, you know what these, what the answers are. So it's socioeconomic or, you know, uh, they're mm -hmm. not being led into society. And that's why I kind of think, but, but they don't ever, uh, they, 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 that's never an issue when it comes to, to uh, white guys who I'd argue right now, are the most like openly discriminated against. You can literally have like, you, you know, ads now, like no whites need need not to apply, you know, like being a white yeah. male is one of the, <laughs> the most out there, you know, discriminated demographic that you have out there. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't see those kinds of effects then, um, you know, among the white population. So that's kind of curious, huh? Well, it is. And you mentioned, you know, in the beginning about Dahmer and, you know, Dahmer's an interesting subject because, yeah, he did some gruesome stuff. He killed, I think it's 13 or 14 victims they had um, or that he had. But there's black serial killers and even whites that had so many more victims. They did just as bad as stuff. But with Dahmer, you have over 30 books have been published just on him. Yeah. I think there were up to six or seven movies, plus this new TV show that's out that cover him. But black serial killers, minus my book, I think we're up to 10 total for all black serial killers. So think about that. One guy has more books than all black serial killers combined. But um, back to uh, him being a racist. White serial killers, what I found is that they killed outside their race one time, 5.84% of the time. Black mm -hmm. serial killers, on the other hand, killed 57.4% outside their race. And of that, 32.17% of black serial killers had nothing but white victims. Really? Have oh, you ever heard that statistic? I've never, I mean, never heard that. No. It, never yeah, heard I've that. never heard that in the media. And, no. and, you know, that's what I found because what I did is I went through every single murderer, found their victims. And sometimes it was, you know, it was easy. Sometimes the media would be, you know, would show pictures or their websites and, you know, memorials and so forth. So it was easy. But sometimes I had to go through detail and census records and try to find these people. And, you know, what was the race, you know, with this victim and that victim? And, um, but still it blew me away that, you know, it's just this huge disparity between black serial killers versus white. Yeah.
Oh yeah, no, definitely. And the, and the, again, the Dahmer thing there, like it, the fascination around this, and and you know, show after show on these thing, and yeah, mm. again, it's maybe the, the nature of it or the the gruesomeness around it or whatever. But I mean, again, let's talk about that for a moment. The tag, the LGBTQ tag that Netflix put on it, and then immediately it was like you know an outburst of like you know pushback, and people were upset about this, and somehow. Netflix folded and they, they took it away after I think three days or something like that. Right yeah. now, now they didn't want him to be LGBTQ. Now he was like, well, what does it matter that he's gay? Well, what does it matter that they're white then too? You could you could counteract, but they, you know you don't get that discussion. It's almost like again, I'm back to my my point that that you can you know the only group that you can uh, you know openly push back against like that is is whites, and you won't see a big outrage around it. You know what I mean? No, you won't at all. And so, and that's one thing I've noticed, uh, you know, I'm going to fire off some stuff at you to kind of reinforce that. Um, have you ever heard of a guy named Mark Sappington? Most of your listeners probably won't have. No, he no, was out of Kansas city. He was actually a copycat killers, what they call him, where he was enthralled by what Dahmer did, but he was a black guy. He killed four people that were acquaintances or friends, drank their blood, ate more parts than Dahmer did. Everybody always wants to focus. And I've not seen this new, um, you know, TV show about Dahmer, yeah. but I've read it about him quite a bit. Yeah. Everybody thinks that's all he did was dying on human flesh. He did. Right. Right. He, yeah. He ate the bicep of one of his victims. Okay. Right. And may have sampled a little more than that. So he wasn't <laughs> like this day in or day out cannibal. It was more of an exploratory thing. Mark Sappington, on the other hand, ate quite a bit of his four victims and you've never heard of him. Nope. Um, you know, another is a guy named Maury, uh, Troy Travis. He killed at least 17 women but he murdered himself in jail, hanged himself before they could get all the names. But there was at least 22 more is what they suspect out of St. Louis, Missouri. He had a murder room in his basement where he would film himself beating these women for sometimes weeks and starving them to death, raping them repeatedly. And then he had dumped their bodies, you know, in the, um, near the Mississippi river in St. Louis. Wow. Very few have ever heard of the guy. Never heard and of him. And to me, I mean, the guy was, yeah, Dahmer's bad, but this guy is equivalent, if not worse, in my book. And it's nothing about his race. If a white guy had done what Maury did, I would say the same thing, that they're a hideous person. Uh, of course, absolutely. Yeah, here's the uh, here's Mark Sappington here, the uh, yeah, the Kansas City vampire. And you'd, you'd yeah. think these, I mean, yeah, we're talking about TV now, sensationalism, so these would be great TV shows, right? I mean, you couldn't have yeah. had it a better uh, storyline, you know, think about it. But uh, as you say, maybe it's, let's tackle that a little bit more in detail, what that is, right? You, you're right. I guess I can read that passage there. Bias against reporting black serial killers, chapter two. You say Americans are impacted by what the mainstream media reports and what Hollywood produces, even if it is a pale comparison to what really takes place in the world. In the minds of millions, they have no need to doubt these experts who entertain them with vivid stories and detailed special effects but should simply sit back and enjoy the show as a result the public assumes these outlets are staffed by specialists who hold advanced digress in reporting and or yeah digress in, in uh, reporting and storytelling therefore they must tell the truth especially when it concerns crime the truth the truth is that Regardless of the facts, there are some stories the media and entertainment industries choose to willingly ignore. They are considered too hot to touch and subsequently avoided or downplayed. And, and mm -hmm. at the heart of that, I simply think that that's about everything in the media right now is about lift, you know, lifting out, uh, lifting up, you know, black people, right? Black, you gotta hear black voices. Oh, yeah. You should put on any streaming service. It's almost that. So any. 
I guess anything that would negatively then, uh, you know, kind of reflect on on black people overall is seen as as an evil, right? And it's like this: we can't have that. We just have to avoid this issue at at all cost, even if it means we're uh, missing out maybe on good <laughs> TV shows or movies, even if it means that we're not telling the truth. Um, that that has been put to the side for the sake of the of the agenda, basically, right? No, I would agree with that. And the thing is, is, you know, that chapter was, it, it was easy to write because there's such a wealth of information, Yeah, you know, the disparity, you know, like you pulled up this article on Mark Sappington, you have to know the names to find some of these people. You can't just type in, um, give me a list of black serial killers, you know, before exactly. my book, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, people have now, you know, taken the names of my book and published them and updated databases, which is fine. I'm happy to help. Um, but before that, you couldn't do that. You might pull up, you know, a few. And so, yeah. And Maury Travis, this is something. Do you see his, you see a description of him right here? There you, you finally see his face. Yeah. But outside of a few articles, you don't see his face. What they want to highlight on is he was the very first serial killer ever caught using an IP address. The FBI was able to tra trace him because he was bragging about his crimes and uh, what he was doing and emailing um uh, news media outlets. Hey, look what I did. You know, really? I killed this gal, this and that. And he didn't understand the way IP addresses work and they tracked him to his home. Whoops. Yeah. I got to use a VPN, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Even that. So the thing even... is a lot of articles, you, you know, up here, you see this guy with a hoodie and his, uh, you know, turned, you can't tell what race he is. Right, you right. have no idea. Yeah. A lot of articles, that's all they'll show. They will not exactly. show a picture of his face at all. Yeah. And so, you know, and they want to highlight how cool it is. The FBI tracked him down. Well, cool. That's a cool story. What did he look like? Yeah. You know, <laughs> let's not talk about that. No, instead, it's as you said, Jeffrey Dahmer, it's Ted Bundy, it's John Wayne Gacy. Even in fact, when I, when I searched for your book on Amazon just to pull it up here so we can show it, uh, this came up to world's most evil killers, right? And yep. you go through here, and it's just like most of them, I think, are actually in the UK, uh, but uh, most of them, I believe, are white. I didn't go through every single one yet, but most of them are uh, are white as usual. You know, yeah. that's I think is. they highlight one black guy in here. I Think, okay. But don't quote me on this show. Okay. And you mentioned Gacy. Everybody knows if they don't know that name, they recognize him. He was the killer clown. The he clown, killed yeah. 33 boys and uh, young guys. He was also a homosexual. I'm, yes. I'm surprised that the uh, alphabet group hasn't claimed him. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, about the same time as him, there was a serial killer that killed the same amount of people, 33, named Edward Lee Mosley. He was out of Fort La Lauderdale, Florida. But he had another thing, too. He loved to rape. He had over 300 victims of rape. And so that survived. Yeah. But outside of Fort Lauderdale, you'll never hear about him. And there, yeah, no. there's John yeah. Wayne Gacy on the side there on the uh, right. Wasn't but, there? Um, do you know if he actually dressed up as a clown? I, I, somewhere I read just a few, like a week ago, like, no, that was a rumor or he only did it once or something. He, he worked as a clown, though, right? He, that was actually his profession, yes. right? But, he worked as a clown, but they don't know how much he dressed up for. Um, you know, in his murder, some, you know, if you see there, there, he's actually kind of the inspiration for a lot of the killer clowns and some of yeah. the horror shows now and so yep. forth, because, you know, but, but what I'm getting at is why don't we hear about Edward Lee Mosley, you know, 300 rapes, the same number of murders, 33. Yep. And, um, and not only that, but he was also in a necrophilia. So he was, you know, dealing with corpses, yeah. you know, raping corpses. And so, but you never hear about him. In fact, he never made any news out, even in Fort Lauderdale. They never covered his story at all. 
It's incredible. Yeah, usually it's local, small local news outlets or something. They touch on it, but of course they never connect the dots or make it. That's not their, I mean, it would be their job, but it isn't. You know what I mean? They don't do that kind of stuff. They just like, you know, pick it up and leave it and then they move on. And that's that. No, yeah, I mean, if, it, if it wouldn't have been for, a, I think that one, how I found him was a memorial for um, one of his victims, um, you know, a, an obituary. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, wow, serial killer out of Fort Lauderdale. And I got to looking for him and, and, public was outraged because he's in a mental institution that's very light security is essentially a double wide trailer is where he's at it's a little bigger than that but at the same time it's this small little cubicle that doesn't have much security but he you know they they got him off on you know said well he's he has a low iq let's just call him crazy yeah interesting so you have you have do you have actually like an index uh, in in the book with the names is that what, how I you do. present okay yeah okay yeah. interesting yeah i i um in that's the last chapter i go through alphabetically and what i do is i list um the number of victims sometimes i list the names and then the method of killing um and then i list the race of the victims i and i'm yeah. honest in there if the victims are black i put black if they're a mix i put a mix sure. if they're solely white i put solely white and I'll put in there um, little blips too, and I put the, the the birth date and if there is a death date of the serial killer. But I put in there too if there's anything about um, you know like overkill or um, you know like a Mark Sappington that they drank the blood or cannibalism, just so people can understand. And it's not to make them seem worse than they are. I just want the truth to come out. That's all I want yeah. is for people to have the data. So if you search for you know, any of these terms now, Dahmer is John Wayne Gacy, or one of these famous kind of thing, just mm -hmm. stories after stories. And the, and it's this like, you know, fascinate, almost like this uh, fetish might not be the right word, but you, you know what I mean? Like people oh, yeah. revel in this. Uh, they are like, you know, fascinated and attracted by this. Yeah, I'm not sure how, what explains that, uh, what it is. Maybe people's lives are so uh, thrill less, so they need something like this, but uh, they well, seem to love it, you know? They do, and there's something even weirder that's always just amused me is you have the fangirls like Ted Bundy yeah, when he was yeah, alive. Yeah. He had women writing him every week offering marriage, saying, we want to <laughs> marry you. And it's like, hello, this guy killed 30-something women. You want to marry this guy? I guess so. <laughs> it's yeah, we know how it's going to end, okay? Yeah, exactly. Please kill me. I'm I'm important too. I don't know what the what the driver yeah, is there. It just it blows God. me away. It just yeah. and all of them have it. They have these people that are just infatuated by him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even the even the actor that played Dahmer, I forget what his name was now, but like he immediately like instant star success, and because of that role and the association, you know how it works in people's head. Then mm -hmm. it's like I'm like he's so sexy, you know, <laughs> like really. I mean, what was that the show, by the way? There was a um, uh, another serial killer show. Oh, I forget what it is now. Um, it went. What about Mindhunter? No, it was an, another one. It'll come to me in a moment here. But it was like, same thing there. I remember all, the, all these women, they loved watching this. And he's so sexy. I forget what it was called. But it, that seems to be a common theme, to be honest. Uh, and I, I'm not sure what the fascination is, but uh, take it or leave it. That, that's what it is, you know? I, I agree with you. I think it's just people want something to hold on to. And um, maybe they have a boring life. They don't have much to look forward to. Maybe it's just the excitement. Um, or it could just be that they're dark, you know, have dark souls or, you know, whatever your take is on that. Exactly. Um, so anyway, let me, yeah, mine, yeah, that's right. Mindhunter was another one I was thinking about too. There is a few of those. Yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah, Dexter, that's the one. You remember that one? Dexter. Dexter that's right. Uh, Dexter is actually interesting. If you ever watched the show, you know, it's about a white serial killer, but he tries to frame a black officer named Sergeant Dokes in that film. And so 
the only way that you have a black serial killer out of that film is when he tries to frame his own crimes onto the black guy who's a black cop. And um, in the black cop ends up getting killed in the film. Um, and the public says, oh, wow, we've caught this guy. He's, he's obviously the, the serial killer. Yeah. Well, he really wasn't. He was framed. And so it's almost like the uh, makers of the show were trying to say, hey, look, there are black serial killers, but they're framed. It was really a white guy behind it, it the whole time. Exactly. Uh, right. And, and there's so much of that in the media. Again, back to the Dahmer thing. And I didn't watch <clears throat> much of it, but the initial, uh, you know, the first episode and the initial, especially the initial few se scenes with Dahmer. Uh, was kind of framed that way too. Now I think Dahmer had, uh, I think it was majority, uh, you know, blacks that he did kill. It was yes. a couple of Asians maybe, and then it was one, mm -hmm. maybe two white kids, depending on how you kind of count or whatever. But as far as I understand, maybe you have more information on, about that. But it wasn't like racially motivated. Nothing to do with that. It, it was about the availability of the victim of sorts. It was people that were like a little bit li living on the outskirts. They were not maybe uh, settled somewhere. They were on the run or something, right? And he he caught who 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 he ever could catch by luring them in right but uh, am i wrong on that maybe do you know no no you're absolutely right but the thing is and this is where the lgbt group um they get irritated is when you look at it it was never racial motivated it was sexual he would pick exactly. up guys yeah. and it was whichever guy was willing to you know go do the deed with him yeah. that's what the victim was if it would have been white guys guess what every victim would have been white so he did have sex with every single one is that what they claim yes at least? They, okay. would, they would have sex and okay um and the thing is um there was actually there was one of the victims i can't remember his name i think it was one of the asian guys he ran away he was being raped and i guess it was it wasn't consensual for him and um he ran away and the cops uh, listen to a story and they're like, yeah, whatever. And they took him back to Dahmer's apartment. Dahmer finished it and killed him. And so, um, they, uh, you know, the public tried to make an outcry about it during the trial. And a, a lot of these black rights groups and Asian rights groups at the time and said, well, this is obvious. The, the cops are racist. And yeah, what it is, is exactly. they thought it was a gay, gay lovers quarrel is what the police thought. <laughs> right. They did not think it was a crime going on because they talked to inter both of them and they're both, they both kind of sheepishly wouldn't admit what they were doing, but the cops were like, okay, fine. Just go do that out of our hair. Get out of here. Gotcha. And again, I think we're back to that. Why they are so happy then to cover these things and bring that up because it could always be spun that the reason why they could kill and get away with it. Uh, and, and of course, in, in the end, they didn't, they, they did get caught these people. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but, at the beginning, it's like this is this is because we have, we're living in a racist society. And again, though, the most of the articles I read from about the Dahmer case was about that. You know, the first few scenes of the shows that show that of like a, an innocent, uh, you know, black black um, black kid, and this was like, and they they twisted it in such a way that to 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 make it about race. You know what I mean? As opposed to the the sexual aspect in this case. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's so it's so dishonest, and and as long as they can uh, can have an anti-white spin on it, they'll be happy to cover it. Or and even if that is not the truth, uh, Justin, they will weave that into it <laughs> and say, yeah. no, it's this is a it was all about race. That's the reason he did this when it wasn't when that's not true. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's the thing they want to focus on just a few victims, you know, that were black, and um, not talk about why what really precipitated to make this crime happen. It was, you know, it was, you know, he was trolling the gay clubs and also gay prostitutes. And that's what he was looking for. Yes, exactly. Yeah, here's a, let me, I could pull it in just real quick there. Here's a, uh, 
picture for you guys of the uh, of the victims uh, right mm-hmm. here as well. So, so in that case, they don't want the association. Then they don't want the t- the tag, if you will, on Netflix that this is uh, LGBTQ characters here. This has nothing to do with it now. Uh, reasonably, shouldn't we be as white people be able to use that too? <laughs> now exactly. it's irrelevant if it's white people. What does it matter if he's white if they spin it and if it's about uh, whether it's serial killers or something else? Because think about it, I mean, the wider society right now, that's what it's all about. We have even, as I said before, agencies that are essentially weaponized against the interest of white people. And somehow mm. we need to prove either that it's racism or the white people are... Uh, uh, benefiting disproportionately from something or whether it's workforce dis- discrimination or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it seems that it, as long as it's against white people, then it's fine to have all these categories and kind of build a profile. But if it's not, and it, and it reflects negatively on non-white people, then we can't talk about it and we can't cover it, right? Exactly, yeah. And you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, something that I discovered in my book um, that is just alarming to me. It just blows me away. And I don't know if you you know saw this, but to date there's 103 black serial killers that their sentences, uh, they were sentenced for one or more murders, and then they were released not long after. Some of them within two years, some of them six, seven, eight years. And guess what? They started killing again most of the time within two years. Oh, wow. And the reason this happens is because they always have these lawyers in the appeals cases that want to say, oh, well, there was that one guy, he kind of looked a little, you know, he shook his head or that one gal, she kind of gasped in the jury. Uh, or And so, um, you know, they're obviously racist. So we're going to have this, you know, kicked out. And what I found is there's at least 23 cases that I found where the death sentence was commuted to life in prison or even a lesser charge. There was one guy that had two life sentences and a death sentence. All that was thrown out, and guess what? He's now, I think he's out now, but he was held on a robbery charge. Really? Yeah. And it's like, why? Why are these wow. guys, their sentences, you know, if, if I, you know, it, me, if I was to be a serial murderer and, you know, knock off, you know, 15 people like some of these guys, guess what? They are going to find a, a tall tree and a short rope for me, is what they're going <laughs> right. to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be yeah. in every media there is, yeah. but, um, you know, on the news station and everything else. But these guys, you never hear about it, but their sentences are getting commuted or they're getting out um, for good behavior after three or four years. And there was even one guy, this is blew me away when I found this. I mean, I could not uh, imagine, but there was one guy that was, his name Stephen Robbins. He was given light sentences for murder on three occasions from 1968 to 1992. Every time he was released, he murdered again. He's finally serving life sentence still. So think about that. He was released from prison three times for murder. And each time he was charged again and convicted, they got him on a, uh, a small charge. But it just, when I discovered that and read about it, and there's not a lot of information online that you can find, just, you know, put it together from news articles. It just, it's mind boggling that he was released to kill again. Yeah, and that's just it. And we've seen other cases like that too, right? Um, if it's and sometimes too, I mean, we could get into detail of that uh, after the break in the second part here a little bit too about like mass because you have the same perception when it's mass shootings, but if you begin mm-hmm. to analyze the politics, it gets even worse, right? If it's like depending on their political affiliation or what they believed, or you know, as we've seen with some of these mass shooters in recent years, it's like all of a sudden the media does this like huge scouring of like every social media account they can find with a person. Who did he like? Who did he follow? Just to create a character and reflect it negatively on them kind of thing. But we, we could talk more about that later. The The last one you mentioned, was that was that in Oklahoma too? Or where was that you said? Uh, um, Stephen Robbins. I would have to look him up in my book. 
Oh, Robbins. Okay, that's why. Yeah, I saw one uh, oh, another Oklahoma. That's why. But okay, Stephen Robbins. That's right. Yeah, let me see where he was. I, I'm looking at my database right now. Oh, no worries. No worries. No, not a problem. But yeah, uh, is it Illinois? Maybe uh, Indiana. Maybe yeah, Indiana, I'm just sorry. Illinois? It's such a big database. Oh, it no takes worries. A yeah, no, no, no worries whatsoever. That's 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 all good. Yeah, I saw this one too. I guess we can show this real quick. That uh, Dahmer is so uh, so popular now, right? That people mm -hmm. want to dress up as him for Halloween, but that's become offensive oh now gosh. too, apparently. So you can <laughs> these sacred cows all of a sudden to pop up. You can't do anything. But uh, they love the. Um, I wonder if that's part of it too. But Hollywood, uh, as far as my uh, what I've been able to tell is. They love the blonde, like, supervillain, right? I, I forget how many of those characters there are, but there's, like, I think that we're in the hundreds at least of, like, yeah. you know, from James Bond to Harry Potter to, like, some of the, you know, biggest uh, uh, movies out there. It's usually, like, a blonde supervillain. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Dahmer, you know, very white guy. He was blonde and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not sure that that's part of it, but it feels to me that there's, like, within the media and within the entertainment industry, there's this, like, over-the-top... Um, uh, effort to basically make uh, white people look as bad as possible. That's the only conclusion I can draw looking at it. No, and I would agree with you on that. And, and by the way, I did find that guy, and it was Indiana and Illinois. He okay. was in the Chicago area and um, right across the state line into Indiana. I think it's Peoria is the name of the town there. Gotcha. And so, um, wow. but yeah, violent killer. But but no, I agree with you. I've seen that same trend too. Is that you know people want to uh, you know glorify in some sense. Uh, yeah, there he is, Stephen Robbins. Yeah, mistakenly freed killer recapture while watching TV. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's a pic. Mistakenly, yeah. How many times has he been freed? How many times exactly? <laughs> so, and, and that's an article from 2003. Um, his first murder was in actually 1968. So that's why, yeah, I don't want your viewers to see this and say, well, there's no way that guy was killed in 1968. He's young. Well, <laughs> right. this photo is 20 years old. So. Oh, even that's it's even more dishonest done in a way, right? That they didn't yeah. have any. Yeah, it reminds me, and that was actually out of Illinois too. I guess we could look at a clip here. Let me see if I can find it. But it was about, um, and it's not about mass killers, but it's also just about uh, crime overall. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find it here. But it was it was someone talking about something called the Safety Act in Illinois, where basically, yep. did you hear about that? They're going to let out all yeah. these criminals and stuff. And I mean, yeah. even, even in the wake of COVID, we saw that with the lockdowns. It was like, open the prisons, let them all out kind of thing. It's like insane. Yeah. You know? I, I saw that in a movie one time called Batman. It didn't go so well for Gotham City. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I know. <laughs> Oh, good boy. I'll see if I can find that. But yeah, Safety Act, it was called. Uh, yeah. uh, and I forget the guy. There was a guy running it either for governor of Illinois or something, bringing it up. Yeah. But anyway, I'll find it later. We could play it in part two. But all right. So so we could take a, a break here. We're at about 45 minute mark. So we can uh, take a little break. Tell us how people can pick up a copy of the book. Is is Amazon really the best uh, place, you'd say? Do you have any any other sources? Yeah, that, that's where people order from. And that's fine. Um, you know, and I'm working on I'll try to get it released here pretty soon. An Instagram page where I can do stew updates and and um, just information for people because, you know, I didn't do this to get rich by any means. I wanted to be an information um, source for people. And um, so, but yeah, Amazon's a good spot. So Okay, perfect, perfect. We'll have the link down below, guys. Uh, Rise of the Black Serial Killer, documenting a startling trend. There is a Kindle version right there, eight bucks, and then there is a paperback uh, as well, so you can uh, choose what you want there. Check out the copy of the book. Again, a lot of details in there. We have, we've just kind of begun to scratch the surface here, really, but uh, great stuff. Thank you, Justin. Stay with us. We'll be right back in uh, part two. All right, thanks. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here in part one, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to continue in part two with uh, Justin Cottrell talk more about this. Ask some of the questions about uh, what about the what about the numbers, right? Let's uh, let's talk about the body count. Uh, who's actually getting most? Because the perception here, of course, is that uh, uh, well, you know, there might be uh, black serial killers, but the majority of those who kill more people are white, right? So we kind of dive into this issue of like, well, does that have something to do with? Uh, uh, IQ differences, there's something like that, right? But the uh, the answer to that might actually uh, shock you. We have some other stuff too we're going to talk about in terms of like why the media isn't covering some of these stories where there's so much like gruesomeness. Like if they like the Dahmer stuff and the gore and the, the cannibalism and the torture and stuff like that. Well, there's a lot of examples in that other category that we're talking about too where they could find mass killers like that as well. But for some reason, we don't see the TV shows about them. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, mass shooting and uh, you kind of have the same thing there that the media and these uh, agencies, the alphabet agencies are only focusing on you know, white people and usually it's politically uh, affiliated, right? What, what do they believe? What were their politics? Were they right-wingers or were they white nationalists or something like that? And that becomes the major story in the, in the news media. Uh, however, you have a number of mass shooters that are never covered in the same way who are either black or from another non-white group. So we'll talk more about that as well. Great second part here with Justin coming up. So check that out over at redeyesmembers.com. Sign up for membership. Join us uh, month to month, 10 bucks a month, or you can do a one-time payment. We have subscriptions up to two years and it gets cheaper per month as well. You can also sign up at subscribeshow.com slash redice. Always remember to send us a DM over there or an email and let us know that you've signed up and what your username is on our Redis members website so we can link and activate the account. You can also sign up at odyssey.com forward slash at Redis TV. That's right. We uh, do have Odyssey memberships now as well. Uh, so we don't, of course, have our full backlog catalog there yet, but we'll upload all new stuff and we're going to try to backlog uh, and upload older stuff as much as possible here. Odyssey.com slash at Redis TV. A very easy option for you guys to uh, sign up over there. Thanks to our executive producers, T. Lothrop, Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Ubunga, Quetch Me If You Can, and Mongoose. Also, thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker696 and Yuan Son. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, everybody. All right, we'll be back with more in part two. We'll uh, see you on the other side.